We all know that teamwork allows us to achieve more with less, but not all of us know how to make our teams great. We'll talk to an expert about the soft skill of teamwork on today's episode of the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to episode 62 of the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and with me, as always, is Bob Graham. For you returning listeners, thank you for investing your time with us. For you newcomers, welcome. Let me explain what we do here. We're researchers, writers, and chroniclers of soft skills in the workplace. We passionately believe that soft skills, when combined with strong technical skills, can dramatically improve careers and organizations. I want to get right into things today because we have an interview with a special guest. Michael Rogers is a best-selling author, a speaker, a consultant on teamwork, and his 2017 book, You Are the Team, Six Simple Ways Teammates Can Go From Good to Great, is an excellent map for how to build powerful teams. That's right, Toby. In fact, we know Michael Rogers has so much to share with us that we're actually going to break this into two episodes, so you can look for a second part next week. But right now, let's get started with the beginning on teamwork and Michael Rogers. Here's my interview. You've dealt with a lot of teams, and you said every team has dysfunction. Can you walk me through some of the most common areas of dysfunction you see in teams? Yeah, so I definitely, um, I'll back up and tell you really what the root is. Now, I talked about personal commitment being a big part. You know, when people lack commitment, all the teams I've worked with, there's always been varying levels of commitment. And I've had teams where almost every member of the team, if not every member of the team, personally just wasn't committed to the team. But the root of that and the root of any type of dysfunction in any relationship is selfishness. And that's the default behavior of people who are in a dysfunctional relationship that that are not committed is selfishness. You know, we, we, we default to our needs. And what I always like to say is those types of people will say, it's all about me and it's only about you if I can get something for me. And that's the, at the heart of trust issues. That's at the heart of commitment issues on teams. All the dysfunctions we talk about trust, communication, whatever it might be, is due to selfishness, which is a root cause of of personal commitment as well. Are there others that you see frequently entering in? Trust is huge. I mean, trust trust is a big issue. Um, Patrick Lencioni in his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, wonderful book. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Um, he talks about vulnerability-based trust, the need for people to be vulnerable with each other because vulnerability-based trust on teams allows you to engage in more direct dialogue with each other, to have stronger communication with each other. You have to be able to put yourself out there. So, for example, if you're in a meeting, you know, we get a lot of passive participants in meetings, and we get the meetings after the meetings. I talk about this particular piece in my book where you're done with the meeting, and where do you go? You go to a colleague. You go right to him, and you say, I can't believe that we're going this direction. I can't believe they decided on this. And then you're thinking to yourself, at least I am, if you're telling me those things. I'm like, okay, well, why didn't you talk about that in the meeting? Well, there's the, probably the reason you talk about it in the meeting is because you didn't feel like you could 
there was enough trust on that team to say what you felt. And that can be a leadership issue. That could be the leader's you know, fault for not creating that type of trust. It could be the fact that you have teammates in there who um, just will tell you right off the bat that that's a stupid idea or they shot you down in the past. Of course, that could be a leadership issue as well because that leader's not building that trust and they're not, you know, talking to those teammates that are, are handling those teammates effectively like the way they should. So trust, trust is like at the core of a lot of dysfunction. Uh, miscommunication is another big one. Obviously, um, I let, one that we don't think about a lot is accountability, peer-to-peer accountability. You know, I call that the nirvana of teamwork. If we can get teams to a point where they can, teammates are holding each other accountable instead of the leader always holding the team accountable, that's a good place to be. So, What would that look like, that nirvana you're talking about? Give, give me a description of where that could play out. Yeah. So, um, you know, let's let's say, for example, you're in a you're in a meeting and a a teammate um, reports out on something and you know that what they're reporting out on or, or the idea they're suggesting or whatever it might be is not healthy for the team. You'll call them out for that. Or if if they're not pulling their weight. You're not afraid to call them out for not pulling their weight. If you think about athletic teams, that's probably the best place to go because they do it very well. We don't do it very well in business. But if you look at a, a football team, for example, if a quarterback um, a quarterback doesn't have a problem holding the line accountable, he'll talk t- to the offensive line and saying, "You're not protecting me," you know, or a running back who says, "You need to get this." You know, you need to create better holes for me to go through. Uh, or basketball is the same way. You know, you need to pass the ball more or you need to you need to think more about the team than you are. I mean, you see a lot of that. Sometimes it's not healthy um, because trust hasn't been built yet. See, trust has to come before that accountability comes. But right. peer-to-peer accountability, if you think about it when you were a kid in high school, peer-to-peer accountability is effective. It's more effective than it's more effective than the leader holding you accountable. And so if you can build that on a team, that that bodes really well for you. It makes your job as a leader a lot easier, too. So your thought uh, related to sports and that it works pretty well in sports. One of the differences I see between business and sports is sports has a clear goal. Usually you're trying to win the game. I'm not always so sure in business. In my career, there have been many times where I've been on a team or we've been working for a company, and I couldn't really tell you, Mike, exactly what the goal of our operation was on that day, that week, that month. I knew overall it was to make money, but if you said to me, what are you doing to make money, I couldn't do that. So is that where that parallel breaks down, do you think, or is it something else? No, it's you're spot on with that, Bob. You're exactly right. Um, the difference between sports and business is usually in sports, you have that scoreboard. And because of that scoreboard, you're motivated to care a lot more. And the reality is when you have that lack of accountability, um, it's because team members don't care enough. And the reason a lot of times the reason they don't care enough is because 
they don't know what that goal is. And you have leaders, for example, who tell team they tell their team, keep rowing, keep rowing, right? And the team's like, like, yeah, but I have no idea where I'm going. It's like being on a lake with dense, heavy fog. Right. They don't know where they're rowing. And how long are they going to continue to be motivated to keep rowing if they don't know where they're going? So one of the things that I do when I work with teams is help them create a scoreboard, <laughs> just like you get in athletics, that they can look to for motivation. And, and leaders need to do a really good job of communicating and reminding the team what that vision is. And if teammates, this is something I write about in my book, if teammates don't know what the vision or goal is, then they have an accountability as well to find out what it is. See, because that's, that's a personal commitment piece that they have, that they bring to the team. It's not just the leader's fault. They need to step up and figure out what it is as well to be a good, that's what a good team player does. They figure it out. But you know, first and foremost, make sure you have the vision and you have the goals, and then make sure you're communicating that vision and goal and that everybody understands how they contribute and how each other contributes to this vision. We'll be back to our interview with Michael Rogers after a short break. Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Could your business benefit from learning more about soft skills? We've been working with companies to help them identify their employees' soft skill portfolio and how to improve their workplace leveraging those strengths. Could this help your business? Well, if you feel like your team, your office, your company is stuck, not as productive as it should be, missing deadlines, constantly infighting and sniping, have key employees left for better jobs, do you or the people you work with hate going to work? Our soft skills training can help. To learn more, call 937-SKILLS-5. That's 937-S-K-I-L-L-S and the number 5. We can talk about how we can help your organization with a customized soft skills plan of attack. Again, to learn more, give us a call at 937-SKILLS-5. Now, back to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. We're in the middle of a, the first of two parts of an interview with Michael Rogers, best-selling author and leadership and teamwork expert. Let's get back to my interview. And when you're building that scoreboard, is that something the leader does independently? And is that a daily scoreboard, a weekly, monthly, yearly, or how does that break out? I'm fascinated by this. Great question. Um, it's something that the team does together. So when I facilitate this activity we do it together. We, we do it as a team because there's going to be a better chance that they're going to buy in to what the output or what that scoreboard looks like. And that scoreboard can be something as simple as, you know, red, yellow, and green. Red means we're in trouble. Yellow means caution. Green means we're spot on, you know, with this goal or, you know, whatever we're moving towards. Um, but you can also get really creative with scoreboards as well. And you can create, you know, different, I mean, you've got to have goals that are measurable. And so those are easy to get a scoreboard around. And then you take that scoreboard and put it somewhere in public publicly so that everybody sees it, including your team. And so people, other people are holding you accountable or you believe they're holding you accountable for what you're trying to do as a team. And you had a last part of that question, but I didn't, I don't remember what it was. Well, I would confess I don't remember either, but I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fascinated. What's the most unusual or interesting scoreboard that you've worked with a client on developing? Oh, gosh, that's a, that's a good question. You're going to have to take me back in the archives of my mind here. Um, 
Ah. Do you want me to play the Jeopardy theme while you do that? <laughs> <laughs> you could. I might run out of time, though. <laughs> I'm trying to think about it. I mean, people can get really, really creative with these things. I mean, I've seen anything from like a thermometer, you know, okay. for each goal saying we're kind of here. Or I've seen the smiley face, um, neutral face to, to frowning face. I've seen teams that literally will create a scoreboard that looks a lot like what you would see uh, as a basketball scoreboard or a football scoreboard. You know, this is, if we look at where we were today and where we were yesterday, here's the score. And we're trying to get better than we were yesterday by this percentage. Um, and if we do, then our scoreboard, cause you see some scoreboards when, when you're winning, you're green. And when you're behind, you're red. Okay. So, yeah, just things like that. And a lot is of, it uh, a team scoreboard and then a bigger scoreboard for the organization as a whole? If there are teams, within that organization or is it only a team by team scoreboard? I love it. If the organization gets, gets behind it. Um, I think, you know, if the organization is behind it, you would have this organization, organizational scoreboard, but you would have team scoreboards as well because each team should have quite honestly, they should have a vision that aligns with the organization's vision Sure. And have goals in line as well, but they will still be different because they're a different department, different functions. So, you know, ultimately they would have their own scoreboard for that as well. Well, that's part one of my interview with Michael Rogers, who's at michaelgrogers.com, where you can see his book. You can subscribe to his podcast, which is viewed by more than 30,000 people a month, and you can learn more about his training and other services. We'll be back with Michael Rogers next week to talk about more on teamwork on the Serious Soft Skills podcast. If you liked what you're hearing, you can always tweet us at Real Soft skills. That's real soft skills. Or you can email us at podcast at serioussoftskills.com. We look forward to you coming back next week. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day and good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.